0: Okay, good morning, everyone, welcome back. Sunday morning, Breakfast and Learn program. We continue with the Halachas of Kibbut aim. And uh, shout out to our sponsor this morning, Yasha our very own Benny. Thank you, Benny, sponsoring our Breakfast and Learn program this morning, Shkayach. <laughs> Shkayach, thank you very, very, very much. And if there's someone who exemplifies Kibod of Aim, I've seen Benny, I've seen, his, I've seen Benny with his parents, I've seen how Benny treats his parents, and uh, I think it's very befitting Really, that ben met. Benny is our sponsor uh, and continuing over here in Hilkos aim in our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. And uh, so we continue. Uh, just a few, a few uh, interesting how practical points and ideas that come out of what we saw this morning. So we had this morning a few things. First of all, we began with, uh, here with the Sif Yud Aleph. Al she'avra'aldivrei toiro. You see your father doing an Aveiro. So how do you give your father Musser? When he does something wrong. How do you give your father Musser? So you don't say, you don't say, well, you can't, that's, that's usr, usr. You can't tell it to your father, it's usr. The way you say it to your, your kids, right? That's how you say it to your kids, right? You can't say it like that to your father. Doesn't it say this in the Torah? You say it like, rhetorically, you say it like, in a respectful way, as if you're asking, is this what it says in the Torah? Is this what it says in Shulchan Aruch? Is this what it says in Halachan? He understands on his own. Okay, so, so the point is like this. Um, you see two things from Shulchan Aruch. A, just because someone's your father does not exempt you from giving him Musr and taychacha. that's clear. You're supposed to give him Musr and taychacha when he's done something wrong, but it puts an additional halachic requirement and it has to be done with respect, that has to be done in a very respectful manner. You can't just shout at him like you shatter at your kids, like you shatter your peers, like you shout at your colleagues, you know. Throw, throw the shulchan aruch at them. You can't do that to your father. So what, what does one do when, you know, it's so prevalent that you have a parent, people have a parent who is, who is, who is not from. Someone who's about Baal Shubh, who's a parent that's not from. You just can't visit them. You can't be random. You can't be their presence. Or you know. The, the, all day long you're going to be occupied with having to give them Muslim respectful manner. I mean, every, their whole lifestyle is usher. the whole lifestyle goes against ta'ik what, what do you do? What do you do in such a situation? So, uh, the emphasis is like this. We do see from Shulchan Aruch that there is a Khif to give Muslim to your pa- father. The fact that it's your father your mother does not exempt you. It just it has an initial requirement of, of, of doing it respectfully. At the same time, the halachas of Muslim to one's parents are the same halachas of Muslim to anyone even if they're not your parents. So we discussed this many years ago. Well, it couldn't have been more than can't be more than three years ago. I think in the uh, first year I was zayicha to be here present in the in the Somerton community. We were going through a lot of halachas that have to do with kirov, kirov related halachas and Muslim zayicha with people that are that are not from you know how do you give Muslim zayicha and we talked about would it be receptive not be receptive. Um, will they listen? Will they not listen? All those rules apply to one's parents as well. So in other words, any situation where you're not to give musr to a total stranger who's, who's fried, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, be obligated to give the musr if, let's say, they won't listen to you, you know they won't listen to you. Those are the same um, parameters when it comes to your parents. So, on the one hand, if you know that your parents are definitely not going to listen to you, then the, the, all the regular halachas of musr and kick in, which are, um, uh, which 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 have to do with uh, maybe it's better for them even not to know things if they're not going to listen anyway. Something which is not which is which is uh, which is not mafurish in the Torah, which is which comes through drasha, which is not well known. And then we say we would apply mutav uh, shuoshayin volume. We see them, and 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 aside from that, there, there's um, uh, another. You know, if you know in general, they're not going to listen to you again. Um, you, you, their the parents are, 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 are not more chomer in this area than, than a total stranger where the halachas of Muslim change there is a, as we discussed a long time ago there's an idea that some some can suggest of, of making a macho you know that's, that's the, the whole issue of you know when you see cars driving on Shabbos you know, do you, do you shat Shabbos and do you throw racks at them do you throw stones at them so, so we, we talked about this you know a number of years ago a few years ago and um the bottom line is, even if we're going to be makel and, and be on the paiskim that say that when you see someone be mechal Shabbos and you know they're not going to listen to you, so you're not necessarily obligated to shout at them and throw racks at them. We're going to be makel and we'll go with those paiskim. You're not chayiv to shout, give out! and throw, throw things at them. So with your parents as well, certainly if you know they're not going to listen, you know they're not going to keep kosher, you know, you know they're not going to keep Shabbos, you're not chayiv, you can be makel and not throw the racks at them. At the same time, Rabbi Sai, two things that are very important to remember. A, Sometimes we go too far, Lakula, when it comes to family members. And sometimes they're too lax and too easy, like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to get them upset. You know, if there's room for them maybe to be receptive to something, that does obligate us to, you know, do something. Because the, 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 the same way, if there, we, have, we would have a Chiloni neighbor. We would have a Chiloni uh, taxi driver that we always take. And we know something, maybe he's waiting to hear something. I'm just a little, I'm not so confident. I'm not so bold. I'm a little timid. But I know he's waiting to hear something. And possibly he's waiting to hear something. I have a chiv musa, I have a chiv, I have a chiv to say something. With one's parents, it's, it's the same thing. One should not be too quick to be too makele, to be too lenient, and to say, oh, they're not going to listen to me anyway. And second of all, this is what's very important to know. Even if you tried, and sometimes we try, you see your parents are just not interested in changing their lifestyle, they're not interested in, in hearing anything from their sonny boy, they're not interested in, in, in uh, hearing any instructions from their kid. So... There's nothing, let's say, you can do, and that, that can happen. These parents who are not from, who have a child who's about Shuvah, they really don't want to hear anything he has to say. They're not just going to change their lifestyle. At the same time, within the halakhs of Muslim Teichacha is to not be tzafridim. You can't go so far as like, oh, everything is great, everything is hunky-dory. I come home and I see my parents eating, you know, shrimp and lobster and, and, and hazar or, or whatever else. to being mechal Shabbos. I see them going trick-or-treating on Halloween, Right, I, I see them putting tinsel up all over the place, Kratzmach time. So uh, even if we'll say that we have leniency and license to not give the Muslim taichacha because in Hilchas Muslim taichacha they're not going to listen to us anyway, etc. We tried, we tried, it didn't work. One has to be careful not to be very, very thrilled about their lifestyle as well. Meaning, Kibbutz aim is not mechayiv you certainly. To uh, be so happy with, with what they're doing, so happy with the chaz, so happy with the treflus. and there should be, on a certain level, a, a a when when one does have to be, unfortunately, exposed to parents that are that are that are that are not shematar and a certain or a certain atmosphere of chaval, you know, like I wish you, you know I, I wish I didn't have to see this, and there is a fine balance between that and being mavaz. One's parents, you're not being mavaz to your parents when you're sad, you can be disappointed, disappointed with your parents' lifestyle, be sad. Be, 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 um, feel bad for them and you can even project that without being bavaz of them and then you're, you're doing what Shulchan Aruch wants you to do because that's within Moser and Teichacha is to project an image of like it, it pains me, it pains me to see you doing it. it pains me and a child really has to hang on to that at the very least even if a child has exempted him himself or herself from giving their parents Moser and Teichacha you know, they, oh they're beyond hope they're not going to listen to me but there the, the, has to be this atmosphere of it pains me it really pains me and uh, this applies to Chilonim as well, even if we're going to go with a mahalakh that, that we don't throw racks at the Chilonim. Generally, that's our mahalakh We don't throw racks at them. We don't shout givald at them. But that always has to be there. I heard a half of the gemais. will just digress from Chuchus Kibber to Chuchus Teichacha for a moment. I have a Rebbe. It was a very uh, influential, instrumental Rebbe in my life when my my Yarn, when I was a Frishe Um You know, many years ago, Rebbe who, who had a lot of uh, Hashba on me, and I was once at a Shabbos table, and, and uh, we were asking him about, you know, so what do you do on Shabbos? You, you know, he lives in Harnof. You walk down the street and you bump into a, you see a Chiloni driving, well, what's the right reaction? What do you do? So he said, <laughs> I once asked this question to Rapshlom Ozaman, he said. I asked this question to Rapshlom What do you do? What's the right reaction? What, what, what do you do? And Rapshlom Ozaman told me, you walk down the street, you see a Chiloni driving his car on, on Shabbos. You make eye contact with him, lock eyes with him, and look up to Shamayim. With a pained, disappointed, and and just a a, a, a very a very a very uh, um, um, <clears throat> hurt attitude and and expression, look up to Shmaya and, and 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 make an expression of Rebbein Shuleilim. You know, help this person out. Do something about this. This pains me so much. That's what you should do. This is what he said. This is what Rishon told me. And this is my hadraf from Rishon And he said, he said, I want to tell you a story. He said. He said, I, once I, I asked this question of you Zaman when I was, you know, when I was uh, married with a few kids, when I was, you know, when I was, uh, you know in the beginning of my marriage. I, whatever, and he, was, he, had, he had, a, had a few kids. I asked this question of Hashem Zaman, and that very Shabbos I had a chance to try this out. I was walking down the street. Car passes by, and, and uh, he's driving on Shabbos. I lock eyes with him. He locks eyes with me. We make eye contact. I roll my eyes to the, to the heavens. I go like, the you shoulder and help this person out. This hurts me so much I see you, you're driving on Shabbos. He said, I did that. The guy slammed on the brakes... Jumped out of the car, he jumped out of the car, and he came running. He charged at him and he said, I know, I know it's Shabbat. I know, I know the of Shabbat. Many I said, I was on my way to, to, to Netanya, and I left late. And I, have, I have to get to Netanya to get what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I know it's Shabbat, but what am I supposed to do? I have to, I, have, I, have, I have started out late. Shabbat I have to God to get there, I have to get there. They're waiting for me. So, this Rebbe mine, he said to him, why don't you stay by, stay by us for Shabbos? We'll make Shabbos over here. You'll go to Netanyahu. He Shabbos. So okay, 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 okay. So he'd already shut off the car. When he jumped out of the car, he shut it off. I think. He'd already shut it off. <laughs> and, and they took him in for Shabbos. He ate by the stint, the whole Shabbos with him. And by the time Shabbos was over, this he was a different person. He was a different person. He still went to Netanyahu. But uh, he went as a different person. But that's the same thing with one's parents. Very delicate, very tricky, shyless situation to be in when one's parents are, are not Shremer, Tahrim, Mitzvahs. Muslim Tachach is still incumbent. You can't be Mavaz of them, and if they're not going to listen to you, okay, so maybe you have to work with that, but you can't be all happy. That, you know, you come for the family, you know, show up for the family Thanksgiving dinner, and they're serving butterball turkey. You have to look at it and, and have an expression, like, that hurts me. That hurts me. Why, why can't you buy the empire turkey? Right? And everything's very expensive this year anyway. Right? It's not like you're saving tons of money by going with the butterball one, right? You're saving a little bit more, but, but yeah, it has to hurt you. You have to show your parents and have that balance that it hurts me. Not that I'm not angry at you. I'm not mavazi you, but it pains me. It pains me. That that's that's a, 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 a mechayiv that comes out of Shulchan Aruch over here. Okay. Uh, another halach we saw. The says Talmud Torah outweighs kibud Period. Right? We saw that this morning. Yes. Talmud Torah outweighs of aim. Learning is better than kibud So what's that supposed to mean though? Means if I'm learning, I don't. And my father wants a cup of coffee. I don't make him coffee. If I'm in the middle of seder. And uh, I see, you know, my, my, my mother needs help walking to her car. I don't get up and walk her to her car because I'm learning. Any mitzvah you're mevatah learning for, right? Well, that's a that, that's well-known halacha. Any mitzvah you need to do, you're mavatal tamatar for. You, you stop your learning for, for any mitzvah. Why should of aim be any, any different? So what does it mean that tamatar is greater than Kibbuta aim? So the the, the, the Kalim say that this is a reference to, to the idea that we're going to have coming up that um, if we're not talking about a, uh, uh, you know, a play-by-play type of learning, like second-by-second, second, that, that I keep my learning going to not, not do Kiddur No, I have to interrupt my learning. If I see my father needs me, I see my mother needs me, I, I stop my learning. We're talking about stopping your learning on a qualitative level, meaning qualitative impact. Dahainu, I know where I want to be. My success in learning lies in such-and-such such yeshiva. My success in learning lies in learning <coughs> by such-and-such Rebbe. That's the Rebbe that I need to be by. That's the yeshiva I need to be by. This is the Kailan I, I need to be in. My success lies over there. I, I see this is where I'm going to grow. But it's out of town. It's away from my parents. I'm not going to be able to be at home as much. But that's where I need to be for my success in learning. So then I have the right to say what? If I, you know, my parents want me to stay home, oh, you can. there's yeshivas everywhere. You need to go... So the Mir, to, 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 you, need to go, you need to go to Revasher, you need to go to this place, that that place, the other place, you can find a Chavrus over here. There, there, we'll get you a Chavrus, we'll get someone to learn with you. We have, you know, what's his name, you know, Johnny's looking for a Chavrus, so we'll find someone to, to learn with you. So when I know that my Yat is elsewhere, and it's going to be in conflict with being close to my parents, that's when I have the right to say I have to pursue my own growth first, because as, as we keep saying, Mishal shall Mishal ben. I can't let my own life's success take a hit because of Kiva of A. So if on a qualitative level, my growth and learning lies over there, even though it's going to take me away from my parents, I'm allowed to put myself first, and I pursue my success. And Huat Din Atam, a very interesting application of this is, let's say, so you have a first Seder, you have a second Seder. So you can afford to once in a while miss first Seder, and it's not going to impact your learning, right? Once in a while you can miss your Chavru But what if... You know, you have a chabrusa every morning from 9 to 12, from 9 to 1, from 10 to 1, every afternoon from 4 to 6, every evening from 9 to 10, and that's when your mother always likes to call you. Your mother always calls you. As soon as you sit down and open the tomorrow, that's, that's when your mother always calls. And your mother likes when you answer the phone, to keep it up the to answer the phone when your mother calls. How you doing, Ma? How was Shabbos? How was Tuesday? How was Thursday? To keep it out of the to talk to your parents. And she always calls in the middle of your Chavrusah, Shabbos, and that's what works out for her. At this point, again, you're exempted from Kiba Ravein because to answer that phone call every single morning, to interrupt your Chav <coughs> every single time, that, that's, you're going to take a long-term impact. And you're not chayv to take a long-term impact in your Hatzlach and you're learning when it comes to Kiba Ravein. <laughs> so a, a, once in a while, occasional thing, yes, that, that, that Kiba Ravein comes first, like any mitzvah comes before a Talmud Torah. But it's going to make a long-term impact, as in the yeshiva that I want to go to, the call that I want to be a part of, or a, a, a constant, ongoing interruption of my chabrusah time, then... You're allowed to actually not take the call when your mother calls in. Once a month, pick it up. Once month, whatever you gauge, it's not going to make a long-term impact in your learning. So pick it up and say to your mom, mother, okay, I'm sorry, Ma, I have to go in five minutes. By the way, I would advise you say that as soon as you answer the phone. If you know you only have five minutes. And parents, they love us so much, they love to talk to us. But if you know that more than five minutes is going to really kill your Seder, so you answer the phone, and say, I love you so much, I'm so happy that you called, but right now I only have five minutes to talk then, you know, instead of the call being a half, an hour, it'll maybe be a half hour, right? If you say that right away. But if they always call at the same time, and this man is going to be an ongoing hit, so you're, you're learning, it's going to make a real impact, At that point you're exempted from Kippur from picking up the phone. Okay, so that's really the, the application of this halach Shulchan Aruch. On an occasional once in a while, of you close the Gemara and you go, you go and help them. But if it's something that's going to make long-term damage, then you're Pater. Then finally, we have this idea over here. This is the last thing we'll deal with this week. Um, there are two more things, but one of them we'll say for next week. That's your father telling you to do Averis, your father telling you not to do mitzvahs. So that's pretty you know, open and shut, but what, what, there's an interesting question. What if your father doesn't want you to do minhag? You put on a gartel, and your father doesn't like to wearing a gartel. Or you take off a gartel, and your father doesn't like the fact that you took off the gartel. Minhagim and chumrs and things like that. And your father doesn't want you to keep Rebein time. Your father wants you to keep Gebroch's on Pesach. Doesn't want you to keep Gebroch's on Pesach. That, that will be next week. But this week we have this conflict. Your father wants help and your mother wants help. Your father wants the coffee. Your mother wants the coffee. Who comes first? You yourself. You, you, you don't drink coffee. <laughs> your father wants the coffee and your mother wants the coffee. The father, the father comes first, right? Yes. Because the mother has to be mechab the father. You have to be mechab the father. So the father takes priority over the mother. That's the straightforward Halach and Shulchan arach and pretty straightforward. Just We'll go through a, a few interesting exceptions. I mean, one is in Shulchan arach itself. What's the this? Why does the father come before the mother? Because the mother is also hive in the father's is covered. Father, what if the mothers no longer chayvin, in the father's is If they're, they're, they're divorced, then, then um, whoever asks you first, if they ask you at the same time, you have the right to choose. There's a number of other interesting exceptions to this um, following in the same idea of when the father doesn't come before the mother, one of them would be, what, what if the request that the father made is not one that the mother, even if they're married, but not one that the mother is high of him. Not every request of Kibbutah of is something that the mother has to do. What does the mother have to do with the father? She has to be mechavetim. She has to make him coffee also, make him tea. She has to fill his bath for him. She has to uh, bring him his slippers. But, but there's things that the mother doesn't have to do for the father, and that's like he says, you know, uh, 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 things that, that, that don't give him direct hano. Um, uh, um, excuse me, I don't know. So... so um, take care of some paperwork for him, some kind of like, like busy work, things that are not related to, to, directly to, to Covet. So there's a discussion in the Poiskim, if, um, if uh, the Pischei Tshuva believes that, that uh, if the father makes a request of something that the mother is not obligated in because it's not direct bodily hanah, then, um, then you actually, again, you, you can go with whomever you want. You don't say that, uh, that the father comes first because something that the mother herself is not chayvin. Um, continuing that, this is kind of linked to a discussion we're we'll going to be having next week. There, there's, a, there's, there's an overall question: keep it of aim. What if the father asks you to do something that, that um, he benefits from? We were just talking about something that he. There's three levels of, 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 of covet. One is something that he gets physical benefit from, the, the coffee, the tea. One is something he gets benefit from, but not in a physical sense. He asks you to, to uh, sort out his papers, he asks you to go pay a bill for him, he asks you to make a phone call for him. And finally, there's a level of keep it of aim. Where they ask you to do something and they don't get anything out of it. Your father says, "You know, I'd like you. It's very important to me that a half hour a day you should exercise. I care about you, son. I want that you should exercise for a half hour a day." Or I just read, I read somewhere that uh, you know tin foil is very harmful to your health. Tin, tin foil, aluminum foil. So I, I don't want you to cook anymore with tin foil. I don't know, or, I just read that, you know, uh, all these vitamins are great for you. I want you to take these vitamins every single day. Uh, the parents make requests like this, right? Or tinfoil is very beneficial. I want you to align your yarmulke with tinfoil. <laughs> Bad for you. Good for you. So if father makes a request and he doesn't get anything out, are you hived to listen to that? Because that's coming up. That's really jumping the gun. So that's a very big machleikas. But let's say we go with the, the opinions that you are hive to listen. So in a case where your father makes a request that he doesn't get anything out of it, I want you to jump rope for a half hour a day because it's going to keep you healthy. And your mother says, can you make me a cup of coffee? Then your mother comes first because that's real COVID. Your father is asking you to do something he's not getting anything out of. If that's a conflict with your mother getting something directly, then your mother comes first. That's another situation where the mother would come before the father where um, the, uh, w- one, one of them is getting hanah and one of them is not getting any hanah. Uh, one last case where the mother actually comes before the father. That's in, when, in giving tzedakah. In giving tzedakah, we said there can come a point where, where uh, uh, parents, unfortunately, maybe can't support themselves, and the son is, is, is doing well. He has money, and he can he can give his he has money to give his parents for tzedakah. Let's say they both need help. The, the mother uh, the mother a woman always comes before a man because it's more of a bazillion for a, a, a woman to have to collect for herself than a man so there's another exception to the situation where, um, where the, 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 the mother would come before the father um, uh, and your mother would get stuck before the father and father will take rebellion very question in one second uh, lastly what if your mother you're already helping your mother you're already you for a coffee you're already making the coffee and the dad says oh I also want a coffee so do you stop? You put your mother's coffee down half halfway through and make the father's coffee. No, at this point, if you're already Isaac in your mother's cupboard, you finish with your mother and then you take care of your father because then we have the from mitzvah. Uh, okay. Thank you all for joining. We'll take some questions now. What would be the gift that the uh, father wants coffee and the mother at the same time asking something that physical job involved? For example, she's schlepping out the shopping from the car. So then it's uh, she's schlepping very hard on her. Right, so he wants coffee on one hand. That's didn't But your mother is uh, physically struggling. Physically struggling. So and if you don't help her, she's gonna she's yeah, gonna do she's it herself. Con- yeah, she's doing she's it. Doing she's it doing it herself. It, right. So please help me. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, my father asked me to do coffee. And if you tell her wait I till let me the coffee, father. she's not gonna wait. She's gonna do it herself. You mean? Yes, yeah, she's, she's doing not it. Listen. She's doing it. Shopping she's with the coffee. She's what? She's doing it. It's so a physical job involved. That's the question. Let's say, it's something that uh, harms her or tears her apart or whatever you want to call. So it not, it's not just COVID. Like, who are you going to give his first cup of coffee to have a pleasure? You're actually taking away from her the hardship. That's the right. Issue. It could be that you would help her, your mother, but not because of Kibla but because with your mother now, you have the um, additional mechaev now of azaev, tazaev, if she's schlepping things like this. To help her with a physical strain Maybe also, so she has kibud of him, and azov tazov. The father only have kibud of aim. so perhaps you would have to go to your mother first. But if it would just be kibut of aim I think the father would still come first. I don't think we make those chashbonas. It's only kibbut of him, but since with the mother, is also azov tazov, to help her, you know, spare her from the physical strain, the could be she would come first.